The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, July 29th, 2015. Listeners, Please welcome rising adult star, Jovan Jordan. Welcome to the show, Jovan. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, you've been certainly doing the damn thing in the adult industry and uh, really making a name for yourself. So major props. Uh, man, I, I, you know, I've been doing this for about you know, two years. And, <clears throat> um, I still feel like I, I still feel like I haven't done anything. You know what I mean? I just kind of, I don't like whenever people say like, "Oh, you're doing this, you're doing that." I don't really like feed into that. I just kind of just focus on a day at a time. You know what I mean? But it, it feels good to people to recognize what I have done so far. So you know what I mean? Like, I'm grateful just to still be here for two years. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And for your profile to keep on growing. So uh, you're certainly doing the damn thing. And uh, you're definitely one of the guys to watch. So, uh, you know, I have a feeling that your career is going to continue to grow and skyrocket to the top. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. <laughs> hopefully so one day at a time. But uh, you know, if that happens, then I'll be, uh, be grateful, man. So, you know, I mean, I made it so far two years. So I'm working on, <laughs> I'm working on three. <laughs> three, so... <laughs> Definitely, man. So, typically, at the start of these one-on-one interviews, I like to get stats out the way. So, let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? Uh, I'm six foot six. Um, currently at two thirty. I haven't been on the scale in a couple of days because I haven't been in jail. You know, I'm just trying to find out this finest coat. But no, like last time I was on the scale, I was like two hundred thirty pounds. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tall. I should have been in the NBA or the NFL. <laughs> What's your ethnic background? Um, I know, I know, mainly African American, but um, like my family has a lot of different um, ethnicities in the, um, in the background. I'm not fully sure, but I know I'm black. <laughs> First of all, I because mean, if you have a if you have a drop of black blood in you, you know, you're black. But my family's pretty mixed. So I just say I'm black. I don't get into the whole, you know, I'm black, Scottish, Japanese, <laughs> Russian, whatever. I don't get into all that, but I just say I'm, I'm black. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? Uh, I'm a Libra. And how old are you? 
Oh, oh shit. I'm old. I don't even want to say my age. Damn. Uh, I'm 29. You're not old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there, though. I'm getting there. God damn, I'm getting there. <laughs> but it's all good. Right? No worries. Let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from, Jovan? Uh, I was born in Gary, Indiana, which is in the Midwest, and Gary, Indiana is about um, 30, depends on traffic, 30 to 45 minutes away from Chicago, Illinois. So Gary, Indiana is pretty close. Uh, I was born and raised there. Um, uh, I grew up in the neighborhood, uh, Fifth Avenue. My mom had moved to no part of town on the east side, which is known as Glen Park, which is a pretty big part of the city, on the 43rd, and both neighborhoods are pretty notorious for <laughs> crime and all types of all types of uh, violence and gang violence and all that type of stuff. But uh, lucky for me and me having common sense, I was able to um, to sidestep a lot of shit. You know, they grow up. I mean, some shit was unavoidable. But some shit I was able to sidestep, and, and I'm here now, living and breathing. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely, man, and that's the most important thing. Now, Gary, Indiana is known to a lot of people, at least a lot of people that follow music, because that's the home of the Jackson 5. Nah, man, and I've always tell people, that's cool, that's great. But people don't realize, like, you know, Joe Jackson moved his family out very, 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 very early. I believe he moved his family out. He moved his family out to California, like even the late sixties or early seventies. And you know, this is no disrespect to Michael Jackson and his family, or Jackson's family, but they don't know the Gary I know, and I, and I can promise you that they don't, because the Gary I know, the Gary that the world knows now is the, it was no, it was Gary was known as the murder capital of the world. I mean, wow. Gary was Gary was so hostile. My growing up, it got so bad that the United States government sent the army and the National Guards to give to have perfume on the streets because there was homicides at all times. Right? <coughs> you know, drug trafficking and, and gang violence, and it was not it was no Michael Jackson and none of that. It was like it was like vice lords and gangster disciples, and whatever. And then you had the Hispanic, you had Hispanic gangsters, and then you had all types of, you know, all types of stuff, man. I mean, cats, you, you wouldn't even say to play basketball growing up. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you could be playing basketball and they see, you know, somebody come drive by and shoot up the basketball court. I mean, I was in high school. People got killed at high school. Those times, we, you know, I, my uh, high school I went to, my freshman year was first man, and, and um, if the school got too hot, or, you know what I mean, or too cold, or whatever the, whatever the case was, like, sometimes you have to go outside. Many guys during the summer times and shit. And um, there was times when we had to do like a fire drill. People would come driving up and start shooting. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't. Like I said, man. Like it's no disrespect to Michael. I'm not. I would never disrespect you know a legend, man. Like, that's that's not the Gary. You know, you know they know. This is the Gary I know, man. I mean, shit coming out of high school, man. You know, um, when I started to walk out and leave and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like um, set on the of these houses, like these royal houses. And you know, and in the row of houses, these guys were standing. The vice lords, they were standing outside, man. So if you weren't one of them, you was getting fucked up. And I wasn't a vice lord, so you already know, man. So I saw my high school fighting, <laughs> fist fighting. You know what I mean? Like 
it's some real shit, man. That's why I said I'm grateful to still be at 29. Like, it was so, high school was a different experience for me, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was, uh, um, you know, I took martial arts and I did boxing, man. I, was, I, I tried to avoid fights with some shit. Like I said, man, it was avoidable. And, you know, and then, like in high school, I was like, they had police officers there, but cats were still bringing guns to school. You know what I mean? Like, people was getting shot. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I, my, my high school experience was bad. <laughs> In middle school experience and just growing up gay was a different experience. It made it made it made it made you tough. And you know, so like I said, like so for me, um, every day when I wake up, you know, I thank God. I'm like, Lord, I thank you just for being alive at 29. Because shit, the way he was looking, I didn't think I was gonna make it out of middle school, let alone high school. This is real shit. This is no filter. I'm just gonna give it to you all in the cut today. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Wow. So, you're going into your childhood and telling us uh, basically what life was like for you growing up. I mean, I've got to ask, your height, you are six feet six inches. Right. At some point, did you have a growth spurt? Were you always tall? Were you, you know, was there a time where, you know, within the span of a couple months, you just sort of shot up like a rocket? Yeah, yeah, because I think like my freshman year... I was like six feet tall, six one, and so I was always tall. But I think after after high school, I had to grow spurt. And the thing is, I left high school when I was around sixteen, seventeen. I had my GED, um, so I like I don't know. The times I was in high school, maybe it was like six three, and then I had like a growth spurt. I grew like a, a spurt of another three inches, and you know, I kind of wish you know, I kind of wish I stayed in high school. You know, especially with the girls because, you know, I kind of, you know, wish I played ball in high school and played track, but um, I ended up going to, like, four different high schools, man. And, you know, so, um, <laughs> shit, I, you know, I got tired of getting in trouble. I got tired of, you know, I got tired of myself, and, you know, I got tired of just dealing with all the extra shit. And um, I had, I was going to get GED, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so that's why I didn't play sports in high school, because, um, I left the school as a horseman, and I got into some trouble, and I had to go to alternative housing. And I had to have, I had to, um, <clears throat> once I got out, I had to have a court date. I had to turn in front of a judge, you know what I mean? And, and they told me, like, that ass, like, you know, see you again, <laughs> your ass is ours. And, you know, I had to start, I had to start making changes, man. And, and I tried to make those changes, go to another school. I tried to, you know, play sports and shit, but, you know, sometimes your past will catch up on you. You know what I mean? And, you know, people try to, you know, fuck with me. And I had to, I had to handle that shit. Because, you know, like I said, some shit is, um, was avoidable. Some shit I couldn't sidestep. Some shit I had to deal with because you got to see people every day. And I, I got tired of getting in trouble. I got tired of, like, you know, schools calling my mom, like, they're trying to fucking <laughs> beat the dog shit out of somebody. <laughs> or multiple people would come out, he got jumped. Or whatever, whatever crazy the madness was. And I had to say, you know, let me get my GED. And let me just start focusing, you know what I mean? That's how I ended up going to school because I just, I just made up my mind, like, you know, I can't continue this kind of, or I'm going to end up there. You know, this is real shit, man. Like, I think people see, like, Javon Jordan, they say, oh, he's such a nice guy. You know, he's very, you know, um, he's very sweet, humble. Don't get me wrong, I was a sweet person, even back then, a nice person. But you got to understand, like, when you are surrounded by animals, man, they, they don't have no rational. They don't have no... Rational, you know what I mean? Like they just, 
it's like it's like being in a jungle, and that's how growing up was. And lucky for me, I was able to get away from that in one piece and start making changes. So I got in a piece and able to do this because I feel like I, was, I just you know talked to some. I talked to many directors and producers. I said I wish I would have done porn out of 2004, you know, that's when the money was really good and shit, but I don't know, man, because how I was then, like, 18, 19, I don't know if I would have been able to handle it, because my attitude, my demeanor was still kind of, like, very, very harsh, like, I didn't take no shit from nobody, but now as I got older, and as I lived life, and I went to college, and been around different, you know, settings, and different people, I've been able to, been able to mellow out, and, you know, and calm down, and think things more, think things through more clearly, you know what I mean? Uh huh. This is real shit, man. I'm gonna give it to you all on time today, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. So, what do you feel was your turning point? Oh, man, the turning point. It's my, it's a, it was a lot of things. When you have, when you have an uncle that gets shot 15 times, that's a turning point. And point blank range. When you see people get killed, when you hear about people getting killed all the time. Funerals, man, at the funerals, man, it's just like, man, you know what I mean? Like, when you, like, trying to leave the house and, and you know, and you got to duck down and gunshots. I mean, it, it wasn't directed for me. It was directed for somebody else in the neighborhood, but just being in that environment. Those are the things when you start taking a step back and saying, hey, man, I want better for myself. I want better for my life. And um, my mother had got married when I was around, when I was around the time I was like 17. You know, she had moved out of Gary. And, you know, she moved to another town over, which is a more that part of town West Coast called America. It's a much call. It's, it's kind of called West. It's kind of kind of bad, but it's not as bad as Gary, Indiana. And you know, once my mom got married and started having children, you know what I mean. I I told I told myself that I had to calm down because I don't want to, you know, be a bad example as a brother. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when you grew up in Gary, man, I've seen so much shit. Like, I'm not trying to be negative. Like, I'm talking about there was times, like, me and mom can leave the house, man, and next thing you know, your head is like some automatic gunfire. Um, people was killing each other back then so, so recklessly. Like, there was times, like, I've been outside, man, and this was growing up, man, and I could be standing outside and I see people get shot and fall out of apartment buildings, man, in front of my eyes. And you see that shit and you have your and you got your own battles you to dealt with. That's a that's some life changing shit, man. It's like if you know if you can't change your life after seeing that type of shit, then I don't know what will. And that the seeing that type of shit, man, was like, I don't want no part of this. You know what I mean? Like I gotta do something for myself. Because if I don't do nothing for myself, ain't nobody else will. And that's real shit. So how did you make the change happen? Um, one day I was sitting at home and shit, and um, I had like um, a GED book, and I um, I uh, got a hold of a GED math book to sharpen my math skills because I could do it. It's just that math, but growing up, math was a frustration for me. And I looked at my mom and said, "I'm gonna get my GED." She said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." So I walked up the street. <laughs> I walked through, I turned to school, I, I paid for it and everything, and I went in there and passed that shit. I had like a hundred percentiles on everything. <laughs> it's like, this motherfucker's smart. And um, I got my GED, I was so happy, man. And one day I was sitting at home, I think I seen like a commercial or something, 
like uh, I think it's like uh, Everest or Olympic College, whatever the whatever the shit is. And I got up and I I walked like thirty blocks to signed up and I got in the medical system program. That was the beginning of the change of of uh, mellowing out and and wanting better for myself. Like I gotta start because if I don't do it for me, ain't nobody else gonna do it. Congratulations, man. I'm I'm so glad that you could uh, you know kind of break the cycle and uh, and break out of there man and uh get your ged and uh you know improve your life yeah yeah i have to i, I have to go to school because it's like you know like education is very it's very 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 important it's it's like it's mandatory and especially being an african-american in, in america you have to have education it's like I just stopped there. I ended up going to school for um, social effect for two years, but the program wasn't accredited, and I had to go had to have a legal. Um, I took them to court. I don't know. What I was. I can't really talk about that because you know that's a legal issue that that was. I can't really speak on so much of that. But um, I just stopped there. I went to end up going to school in the Northwest about two years. Now I ran Division Two track. I ran a four hundred and a quarter. Uh, I majored in political science, then I transferred to IUPUI. I could have went to Indiana University, but I didn't want to go because I, I, reason why I went to go to IUPUI because Indianapolis is like a major city in Indiana, and there was a lot of jobs, so that's why I did that because I wanted to go to school and I wanted to work. And I ended up majoring in political science and uh, political science and uh, African American studies. And around that time, that's why I started getting, that was around the time I started getting curious about porn. I was like even a sophomore or a junior class and I started getting curious about porn. And uh, I guess you started watching history. <laughs> well, before we talk about you being curious with porn, uh, what exactly was going on with your life prior to entering the adult industry? Well, prior, prior to the adult industry, man, um, uh, I was in college. Uh, I was working, you know what I mean? I worked like different jobs and stuff. Like, all, I worked all type, oh my God. I worked so many different types of jobs. It's not even funny. Like, it's, it was ridiculous. Like, I worked a lot of different types of jobs. And, and I was frustrated because, because I couldn't do the jobs, but I always felt like in my jobs, I was always the smartest person at my job. You know what I mean? And I just felt like I was wasting my time and, wasting my talents and like what am I doing and I felt like I wasn't getting paid enough because the thing is you know don't get me wrong I'm grateful to have a job period always grateful to have any type of job I put money in my pocket but people come from the standpoint of the, the time you gotta get up in a whatever time you gotta get ready for your shift you know you know you consider the fact you're getting ready getting dressed showering baby blah 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 then you consider transportation time getting to work Blah, 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 clocking in, working your hours, the quote-unquote lunch break. It's not even a lunch hour. It's not even an hour. It's like, what, 30 minutes. Clocking back in, finishing the shift. And this time, you don't even get, you don't even get to get off it to an exact time because you might have some extra things to do. And by the time those two or three weeks pass, you get your check. You're, no, you're not getting paid nowhere near what you're worth. Because you know, they're taking out taxes, you got state, federal, um, 
and what's the site federal uh, FICA, uh, and the other thing was coming out those sites. And then, you know what I mean? And I was like, what am I doing? I'm spending all these man hours just getting here and being on the job and doing these types of jobs. I'm not getting paid what I'm supposed to get paid. No fucking way. I think it was, it became a frustration of just like doing, like doing the right things and constantly just working, 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 working. And when you get your check, you don't got shit to show for it. And then you turn around, you got all these bills and you got more bills than you got money. And then you go to school, and, that's, and uh, on top of going to school, it's a, it's a frustration because it, uh, it affects you in a certain type of way. And, and in my mind, I was like, I got to do something. What am I going to do? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have nobody helping me with my school. I didn't have my father. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have nobody helping me with loans or none of that. Everything I was doing was on my own, like going to school. Do, uh, going through finance, uh, financial aid and filling out the FAFSA forms um, trying to find the resources and stuff and trying to get help and it's tough man you know what I'm saying you walk I didn't have a car you know what I'm saying like I didn't have I ain't no, it wasn't an Uber back then especially an Uber in the other I wish but shit man I was walking everywhere or I was riding a bike or catching a bus you know what I mean to work and going to school and I was just like oh my god it becomes it's like you know that you're gonna get a reward at the end and it pays off. But it's like what am I doing? Because there was a lot of people that I knew that was going to school and they got like a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, working on a PhD or whatever, or working on a master's degree, and they got a job at McDonald's or motherfucking Walmart. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh fuck though, that can't be me. <laughs> I was like, nah. And I was thinking all types of shit in my head. I was like. What am I doing? What am I doing with myself? Because I have to pay these loans off. And, you know, in the job market, let me see. Wow. That was the last time I was in school. Like, I was around like 2009, 2010. That's when the recession was really bad. You know what I mean? And I had this, like, this God out of spirit of, like, what am I going to do? What are my, what are my real options? What can I do? So, that's when I started thinking about porn and stuff. And even before I did porn, I was doing modeling work. You know what I mean? Like you say model, but no, I did like real modeling shit. Like, like literally, right before I, I did my um, first uh, professional scene, I did something for Men's Warehouse. I did uh, Men's Warehouse Week, and I did like a, a, like a lot of photo shoots. So, you know, I mean, but still, I was just like, what am I going to do? That was a, that was a, these are God honest questions that I was having with myself because when I went to work in college, I was staying in the house with somebody I went to, uh, that I've known for a while. So I was paying money to the house, man. And I was just like, oh my God. You know, I was working like two jobs before I'm going to school. And I think I had like shit. AK credit I was I was dying. I was like, this is this is killing me. There's gotta be an easier way of a way I can more, I can simplify my life. You know what I mean? So how did the transition occur? Because I'm going to assume at some point you had to leave Gary, Indiana, and you moved to the West Coast, correct? Yeah, yeah, I had to leave. I, I had to leave. Okay. What happened was um, I was in college at the time, like my junior year, and I got on Twitter. I, you know, I was asking for four people to follow me, and I was just asked questions. Nobody wants to give me questions. The females will give me questions. Nothing else happened. And I understand. You know, I don't take it personal. You know what I mean? Because you're a new guy. And a new guy comes and if you be good, that's a job. 
of who loves job that you have. So I, I, I understood it, but the females, they will follow me up. And I would never ask for nothing like, oh my God, I would ask sex you. No, no, no disrespect. It's just, hey, who do I talk to? Who do I follow? What's the proper procedure protocol? I'm not doing this. And, you know, we have different people on Twitter and I would post these ridiculous pictures, fucking pictures, man, naked pictures, man. And I thought I was doing something, man. <laughs> I was doing pictures and all types of stupid ass shit. And, and I was, you know, I was like, bunk me, bunk me, bunk me. And I have a nice thing. People were fucking laughing like, who the fuck is this dude? This motherfucker is a fucking clown. And, uh, you know, I can laugh at that shit now. But a lot of people have started following me, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, shit, cool. And, um... The turning point was I hit up this account. I can't remember who it was, what the account was called. But this guy, he ended up hitting me back. He got my number. We was on the phone. He was like, who do you want to work with? And I had a list. I was like, I want to work with this person, that person, this person, this person, that person, so forth and so forth. He said, okay, cool. I'm looking up. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. So we started talking and talking and talking. And at that time, I was still in college and... I was running out of money, college money, loan money and stuff, and, and you know what I mean? And the jobs I had wasn't, wasn't, wasn't left to cover tuition and books and let alone, I was, I was in the house. Like a two, I was in the, uh, 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 like a two-story house, three-story house, I think. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh my God. And um, my husband was, he's like, you serious? I was talking to him and his partner. And uh, one day he um, he sent me a plane ticket and he flew me to New Jersey. And uh, he picked me up from the airport. He's like, yo, you're going to be a big star. I believe in you, man. Uh, I know we're going to get you in the gym. So he had like a private gym and stuff. This was like he was in his condo. And he was a rich kid. Like he was, when I say rich, like he was fucking now. Fuck that. He was wealthy because his father had money. And uh, he, he took me to his father's business. And they make like um, bad pillows and sheets, and it's probably a lot of type of all type of businesses. He's going to tell people like, "Yo, this kid gonna be a spot. This kid ain't so bad. Joy, blah blah blah." And so uh, one day he decided to test me. He had a girl come over. He's like, "Fuck her," and I fucked her. And that videos on X videos. So nobody can say I'm lying about anything. I got the proof in the motherfucking pudding. That shit is on X videos. And I fucked the girl. He was like, "Okay, cool." Are you serious? I'm like, hell yeah. And um, it was me, some other friends, and a female. We all flew out to Vegas. And this is around 2012. And he looked at me, so I was like, yo, you're going to be the best new male company. You're going to get nominated in your first year. Fucking watch. And uh, we was in Vegas and stuff. And he was trying to get things set up. But there were some things that just wasn't going right. And we had a, he had a coke problem, man. You know what I mean? Like, the coke was fucking with his head. And, you know, and I saw that shit, man, I'm, and I know what that shit does, I know what it do. So, you know, I just decided to, uh, you know, take a little bit of money I had, pack up my bags. I was staying at the MGM. I was in a, I was in a, I forgot what suite was in, some type of suite. I grabbed my shit and I left. I just left, man. I was just like, nah. I went back to Gary, Indiana, and I started doing more photo shoots and stuff. And I started getting more involved with the modeling, on the modeling aspect. And... I had got my feet wet and on the porn side, I did Amazon porn. Like, I did uh, some Amazon porn in Detroit, and I did some Amazon porn scenes in Chicago. So that's how I really got my feet wet. So you had a 
bad start in the adult industry, for lack of a better word. And uh, then you went back home and you started doing some modeling and stuff. What was the next step so that uh, you would once again, I guess, make it out of Gary, Indiana? Uh Shit. Well, at the time, my mom was staying in Maryville with my uh, stepfather because she's married and she's still married to this day. Um, I came home. It was a humbling experience. Because I didn't have shit. <laughs> I had no money. I couldn't go back to school at the time, man. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I ended up getting a job. You remember me? I worked in a job. And I was telling people, like, yo, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out of here. They were like, yeah, right. So every day, I will, um, when I wasn't working, I would walk from my mom's house to the gym. I scraped up some money together, man, and got a gym membership, but I started working out. And I, a lot of times I would just want to hang out, man, because I just want to get out of the house and get away from the bullshit. And you know what I mean? I would play basketball from time to time and shit. And a lot of times I just want to go run and get some weights and have some type of strength and be in some type of shape. You know what I'm saying? And I met a lot of cool people. We would laugh and joke. I thought I would hang out for, I would hang, if I didn't have to work, man, I would hang out and jump for hours. Just laughing, joking, working out, meeting some cool people. People that I've known when I was going to school back in the day, transferred and just, just laughing and stuff, man, because that right there kept me going. That kept me going on the inside. And um, I, again, I was at it on Twitter again. And um, I got contact with, uh, with some porn companies and people that really gave me my chance was dog fight. Um, and then it was only a few, you know, when you're ready, when you really ready, come holler at us. And um, around March, I just finished up Midwest Fashion Week, I was doing some fellowships. And I had, um, I had a test action time with some of my agencies. Somebody gonna sit down the air. Like, 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 like some big time model agencies that I like to work with them. But, um, this is what I was talking to golf, right? And I had like three scenes, but. Three boy girls in the month exact. Because, like, around March, I was in 2013, I had got a, like, a little lump sum of money from a civil suit that I had. And um, I put that money, paid off some things, and um, I went to talent testing in Chicago. I got on the train, went to Chicago, got tested. Um, I booked me a, a plane ticket, <laughs> I booked a hotel room. I came out here in California in April 2013. I did like three more ghost things for dog fight. And that was really like my start for me into the dog entertainment industry. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm grateful for them. You know, for um, dog fight. Uh, I really, I really watched him. My chance, he's a director over there. But he allowed me to be here. So I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for that. Always. Always grateful. Forever grateful. In total, how long have you been in the adult industry? You mentioned that there's uh, an anniversary coming up. When is the three-year anniversary? I want to say, I want to say, eight, I thought it was April. I forgot the day. I'm terrible. I'm so sorry. Um, I want to say, in, no, it's in mid-April. I can't remember the exact day right now, but the three-year anniversary will be somewhere in April. And if I remember the day, I'll tweet it to you. But yeah, April, March. Mid, somewhere around mid-April or March, my third year in the business. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
You're welcome. How did you come up with your porn name? How did you come up with the name Jovan Jordan? Well, Jovan is my middle name. Simple. Jordan is my family name. Simple. It's just that simple. <laughs> and I'm really me. You know what I mean? Like, it's my middle name and my family name. My family name. My family's a maiden name. They just put it together. Um, because eventually I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my last my last name switched because I don't like my father. <laughs> I don't like him at all. And we don't really have a relationship, so it's like it's pointless of having his last name because I had Jordan originally on the birth certificate, but he had a change, so I'm gonna get that switched. I said Jordan. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of paperwork in that bitch, but I'm gonna get it done eventually. And it's gonna be Jordan. It's gonna be Jordan. I for real, for because Jordan's my family name. Yeah, man. And you picked a good name. I love a name uh, that has an alliteration to it. So I think you picked a great name. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Let's talk about that first time you were on an official porn set. The first time that you made it to uh, the West Coast and you started filming. Uh, officially what was that experience like the first time that you were on set were you nervous excited scared a mixture of uh, all of the above uh, I was excited and I felt like I have a case of deja vu I felt like I've been there before I swear to God I really because I was looking about and I felt like I was going to the case of deja vu you know what I mean and my first time was with uh, Cameron Helena and I remember expecting Billy so fucking much. I know I'm getting on this list. I was like, you think the girls don't like me? You think I'll do well? Oh my God. <laughs> I was there. I was a hot fucking mess, man. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And, and um, I did the scene and I relaxed eventually. And, and you know, after the scene, he looked up and said, hey, this is the first scene. The camera kind of, I don't think she's in a business world. She was like, oh, he did good. <laughs> I was so fucking happy. She was so fucking pretty, man. I, I, I had fun because that was my first scene and it went good. So I was like, I was nervous and shit. You know what I mean? I was kind of nervous as hell, but because I'm like, here I am, I'm six foot six, and she was like, oh my god, like four foot ten, something like that, four foot nine. I was like, fuck. <laughs> that shit was so funny, man. I was like, oh my goodness, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so my first thing was pretty cool, man. I, I, I was going to remember that one. Let's talk about the good and the bad about being on set. What turns you on oh. the most and what turns you off the most while on set? <laughs> oh, shit, man. You trying to get me in trouble for real. <laughs> turns me on. Um, just be yourself. A good attitude. Good energy. And lick my nipple. <laughs> so if we go lick my nipple, we good. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I don't want much. I just like my nipple not being happy. <laughs> that, that gets my shit. That gets my dick hard. So you know, you make my nipple pretty good. You know what I mean? It's good, but a lot of fun now. I'm got to a point where I kind of really don't need that because I just focus on a girl, and I kind of now I'm kind of kind of breaking away from that to an extent, and I just kind of focus on building rapport with the girl. I show up. I try to be as respectful and cordial as possible. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm nice to them, and I just like a regular conversation with them and say, hey, how you doing? And I think I'll say, everything going for you and be nice and get them to open up. Because I feel like if you be respectful and, and be a gentleman, 
for the ladies, just be nice and get them to open up. Nine times out of ten, they're gonna open up and smile. They're gonna crack a smile because they realize they do have to fuck you. You know what I mean? You have to fuck each other. So it's like we know what we came here to do. Let's let's work this out. Let's be cool. We can be friends right now. We can be the best of friends right now, so we can get it done. Have a good time and leave. We can get our money. It's definitely came here to get the money. And you know, it would be cool after that. That's cool. If you don't want to be cool after that, that's fine too. It, it makes me no difference. I'm just here to do my job and go home. Um, far as like bad things will sound like a fun off, a bad attitude. Because it's like, you know, I understand that everybody has bad days. And don't get me wrong, I can, I can be a dick at times. You know, because the nine times out of 10 on set, I'm always laughing and smiling and joking because I feel like it's important to have a good, a good attitude and a good energy. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be working at McDonald's or motherfucking Subway or some shit, or some bullshit, a fucking pizza. Don't get me wrong, those are cool jobs, but that's not some shit I want to do. So I'm going to smile and be happy. And having a bad attitude or having negative energy will have an effect on everybody else. But, but nine times out of ten, most of the girls I'm working with are pretty chill and laid back, or it's a pretty cool, chill set. Don't get me wrong, I have my uh, uh, moments where I got, I was, uh, where I was unsure of myself because I put extra pressure on myself and I started doubting myself. But nine times out of ten, it's pretty chill and laid back. I don't like to dwell on the negative. I like to just be positive and smile and, and fucking get the hell out of there. <laughs> That's it, man. I keep shit simple. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? I love it all. Except for anal, man. I'm not, I'm not particularly careful of fucking the girl in the ass. Like, I love eating the girl out. <laughs> That's my shit. Like, I like doing that because I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I like, I like giving pleasure as much as I like receiving pleasure. I like to, I'm a giver. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a professional. If a girl, I'm pretty feet. I'm nine times out of ten, I probably suck her feet during the scene. Um, I look at girls' ass. I tell girls, you can nut on my face, you can sit on my face. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I love being a pussy, of course. <laughs> as far as anal, man, I mean, I've done some anal scenes, but this is just not my thing, like because you know a lot of girls are scared to do anal with me, not because of the length of my penis, but because of the girth. You know what I mean? And then you gotta try to work it in there and get it going. I'm just like, nah, just let me get the pussy. <laughs> and I love good hair shit. Who doesn't? <laughs> in a scene, what's your favorite sexual position to perform and does it differ from your favorite position off camera? Um, ooh, he's trying to find out what's really going on. <laughs> I was gonna say I like doggy style because it's like one because I'm very tall, and when it, you know when it, when it's when it's done right, and I can position the girl how how I wanted to where she's comfortable and I'm comfortable I can go deep, and, and a lot of times I like to really pound the shit out of girl doggy style, or I might like to slow stroke them a little bit and mix it up and then pound them. But it's just something about doggy style that shit feels. Really fucking good. <laughs> I just love going deep in the pussy. <laughs> and I like being on top too because, I, you know, with me being so tall, I can pin, I like pin a girl's legs back to their fucking hands as possible and just going, and just going deep in the pussy. And then that, and not necessarily pounding them, but just like stroking their shit and just seeing the look on their faces, the look on the female child's face, you know, stroking their shit is like, oh shit. 
it, it turns me on, man. It makes me want to keep my shit going. Um, personal, it's whatever. Um, I might pick you up. I might put a girl in the chokehold. I might put you in the chokehold and fuck your doggy style and walk your ass around. <laughs> I like to do some pretty nasty shit. So, oh man, but um, as far as on the camp, I like, I like, um, Mitch. That's the proper time for a Mitch and doggy style. I love it. Oh my god, Mitch and doggy. Woo! I love it. And of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shots. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load? I like busting the side of the pussy. I love a crane pie. I'm a sucker for a crane pie. Um, but I love doing the facials. I pride myself on giving good facials, so I make sure I, I take my little, my little, uh, my little uh, things I take to, to, cause I like having a, a good load. I love that. I love busting a huge load on the girl's face. I like covering girls' faces with cum. I love that shit. You know what I mean? Like, and stuff I get a chance to now, I try to take pictures of it and post it on them on Twitter so the people can see it. Like, and they're like, oh my God, the, all that fucking cum on her face. And, you know, people get turned on and girls get turned on that shit too. So, you know, I, I like, I love delivering a good facial. Like, yesterday I shot the scene and uh, I shot with this company about seven times, eight times now. And they know how I come. They know I pop hard. So, so once I finished fucking, I was a, I had a missionary, uh, you know, a swank around us. We did it was an outdoor pool scene. So, team ski, uh, team ski to start shooting interracial. Um, this is my second pool scene for them. This was Katarina K. And I worked with these guys quite a bit to know they to know uh, they know how I perform and uh, what I'm about to pop. They know, and it was so funny because as I finished fucking Katarina, as soon as I slid over. The chair, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, come on her face. All of a sudden, they start backing up, and I was trying not to fucking laugh because, you know, when I, when they, they know when I come, it just don't land on a girl's face. It sprays, it goes everywhere. And it goes up in the summer, they start backing up to sit with, it hit her face, the chair, the camera lenses, the <laughs> clothes and shit. It was so funny. I just walked away. I was trying not to laugh on camera, man. So I thought, um, you know, I popped with him. I just walked off camera so they can get the footage they need for her from her. And I was fucking dying laughing because it was, you know, and, and once he was just working with me on multiple cases, you know, like when I come, I'd be popping hard in the motherfucker. So they were like, it was always just funny. We see the reaction, they start backing up and shit. <laughs> oh, no, I just, I, I just get a kick out of it. It's funny to me. That's too much, man. That's crazy. <laughs> shit, man, I'm done game making the motherfuckers know, like, oh shit, Jamal, I'm about to pop all of a sudden, everybody starts <laughs> you know this shit. <laughs> oh my god, man, what if I done a game day scene or a 201 or or the same motherfuckers know, oh shit, Jamal, I'm about to pop, let's back the fuck up, this motherfucker come be going everywhere. Like, I'm gonna talk to him on the tuck hole scene. It was for uh, Bobby Manella. It goes, Rihanna Dan, and the guy was, um, I think it was, um, the pool's a cut. Shit, uh, Kiss Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I'm doing the same, I'm fucking up, I'm about to fuck up, so I was fucking a pop. Fucking a pop, or not. And, uh, next thing I know, <laughs> I just didn't come, I just didn't come on her face. I popped again, and it was like a really huge pop, and it, it hit his knees. His pants, knees, and his shoes. <laughs> I think a little bit. Caught his face, man. I was just like, damn, I felt bad. <laughs> I felt so fucking bad, but my shit goes everywhere. A lot of times, I wait two or three days 
if I ride the shooter, let to let my cum build up. I let that shit build up, so I got to use that phone. That shit just sprayed everywhere. He's like, "Fuck, man, you got to shit on my fucking shoes and these fucking goofy shoes." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, but shit, you know, for the coming to the move, my fucking shit." <laughs> Describe your fuck style. What do you mean? Describe my fuck style. What do you mean? Describe your style of fucking. For someone out there that maybe, for some reason, hasn't had the chance to see a Jovan Jordan scene that's just now getting to know Jovan Jordan. Describe okay. your fuck style for them. I don't know. I can't describe it. I just... I have sex with the girl. It depends on the girl and what type of rapport we are building. You understand? Do you understand? Does that make sense? Um... Oh shit, this time I fucked style down. Hmm. I, I'm trying to, I want to word it correctly. I, I, I don't know, man. I just have sex with the girls and that's <laughs> just good energy, it's good energy. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, I just fuck them. You have to watch and see. You have to go Google me and watch and see and you probably can tell fans or whatever. The fans when I was going to probably tell my, tell my fuck style better than I could. I mean, I just fuck them. <laughs> I can't really just count my fuck style. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to lost some words with that one. <laughs> Overall, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Mm, you're trying to give me a trouble again, aren't you? Well, not really, because I didn't say who's your favorite. I said who have been some. You have an out okay. because I said some. <laughs> I like how you said that, some. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow, some of my favorite performers. Um, Casey Lang. She's, she's one of my favorite performers. I, I like her too. She's pretty cool. Huh? That was a very, 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 very good day. Um, <clears throat> um shit, man. Casey uh, Lang was one of them. Riley Reed was was one of them. I love my twice. Um, sheesh. Man, I'm trying to think, man. I've got a lot of things, man. Fuck. Um, I'm being told if I leave some girls out. Um, who else I'm trying to think? Uh, Lena Nelson. She was, she was pretty cool. Um, hmm. Who else? Who else? Change of us. Um, Monica Albright. Oh, man. Damn, I feel like I'm leaving females out. I'm gonna be in trouble, man, with the questions anyway. So I can't, I ain't gonna be the answer to the right. Cause some girls like, hey, you didn't, you didn't mention me. Um, I'm trying to think who else, who else was fun. Uh, Misty Snow. <laughs> oh man, damn. Um, I think some more girls, man, cause I don't want to leave nobody out. I can't name them I wish I could, but I can't. Uh, I was in the call, so it was pretty fun. Um. There's a lot of girls, man, but you know, those are some girls that come up top of my head, you know what I mean? So, I've got a lot of saves, not to be arrogant, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like, sometimes it's kind of hard to, um, that's what I'm looking for, like, to keep track, you know what I mean? Absolutely, man. So, those are some of my favorites, but trust me, I have some more favorites, but those are some, some of them, so. <laughs> I just think who my favorite performer is, I'm not going to say that, I'm never asking that fucking question, never. <laughs> Who haven't you worked with that's on your must-do list? Are there any performers out there that you're looking forward to doing scenes with in the future? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I got a name I got a name those too? Oh my god. You can give me a trouble. <laughs> um I want her to work with Leah Alexis. Uh, yeah, she's yeah, I like to work with her. Um who else, man? It's, it's so many so many less she's been shot on top of me because I've 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 noticed her work for a long time. You know, I think she's really that's really pretty. But I like her work too. She says really just oh no, like uh, aggressive. And it's funny, I mentioned her because yesterday I was on set and you know, she uh she had tweeted, um she had tweeted, hey, somebody put us together for saying please because I want to, uh, I want to, I kind of want to have sex with Javon. I was like, hey. <laughs> I was kind of like, I was like, hey, I'm with it. <laughs> um, well, I was, I was female pilot. I mean, there's so many of them, so many new ones, there's so many of them. It's, it's kind of hard to keep track. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. I mean, I don't, Maybe I should make a list. I think I'm gonna do that. So right now I just have one, but you know, whoever comes, I look at it like this: whoever comes my way comes my way. And I try not to really worry about working with a particular female talent because I feel like um, that's not my. I don't know. It's just not. It's not my focus anymore. Now, when I first came in, I was just like, oh, I want to work with her, 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 her. But as time goes past by, and you get a better a better understanding of the business and how shit really works and you think about pairing and um, um, chemistry and whatnot and timing, I guess if you want to call it that. You kind of just not really focus on who you're working with but just focus on getting the work and getting the job done. And it's like, it's always new female time and all the time and so I don't really have a set list. I just don't, I, I don't have a sentence written out of my head or on paper, like, I want to get to her, 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 because, um, I just don't. <laughs> well, Javon Jordan, right now it's time for the big question. Emphasis on big, and then I'm sure it's a question that, uh, a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know. How much is Javon Jordan packing? Oh, shit, I haven't really... I haven't measured my dick. Yeah, I haven't measured it. They just say it's big. I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> I've never measured my dick. I swear to God, I've never took a ruler or any of that shit and measured it, man. I just took a picture of it and they said it was big. People saw the person and they said that shit is big. A lot of girls said that's one of the biggest dicks they've ever saw in their life, and I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that up to a mystery. I let people guess it. That's, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep that a mystery for people. I gotta have something a mystery. I'm already, I'm already new. People are always gonna have sex, so don't leave my size for mystery. <laughs> I'm not telling. Nope. Uh 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 uh. It's big. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> when did you first realize that you had something big? Um, kindergarten. What? Oh, serious as fuck. Oh, <laughs> no lie, no bullshit. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I'm serious. I was at the doctor's office. I said, Doctor, is this shit normal? 
I kid you not, man. I kid you not, man. <laughs> there you go, man. For real, for real. No bullshit. I don't have to lie, man. It's, it's weird, man. I'm like, damn, lost my dick. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I was going to have a lot of dick, man. <laughs> Get it, guys, and do it. That's too funny, man. <laughs> That's all fucking laughing. It's just hysterical, man. I think I looked at my mom. I was like, Mom, is my penis supposed to be this big? <laughs> oh, fuck. What's going on with me? <laughs> yeah, that's real shit, man. That's real shit. <laughs> I was walking around with a weapon, I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. At the start of your porn career, what was the typical reaction uh, from uh, your uh, female co-star, co-scene mate, when you first took it out? What the fuck? <laughs> just what the fuck? And then when you put them inside them, they just like, oh shit. And the faces they will take, how they can move, or the reaction of they just looking at it. I like makes reviews. Some was like, um, I've seen bigger. Some was like, what the fuck? And some was like, oh, you got a really nice looking penis. I mean, it was funny. I got a kick out of people's reactions. That shit, it was always very loud to my face. Now, people are saying my dick, like, oh, he's just Javon. He's just another big, big guy. <laughs> and, you know, I never, I mean, it was just funny, man, when I first started, man. People were just like, what the fuck? And I thought it was funny. You know, I felt special. <laughs> I don't feel special no more. You know what I mean? But, um, it's all good. But people's reactions was pretty fucking funny. Like, what the fuck? You did mention that, obviously, your dick is uh, a bit more girthy than uh, the average dick. So, do women, in particular performers in scenes, find it difficult when uh, they have to suck it? Like, have you ever had a uh, scene partner be able to deep throat you? No. Never. Never gonna happen. Promise you. Not happening. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. I welcome the challenge. Um, but never did it. Have you ever been paired up uh, with a uh, female performer and they just couldn't take it? A lot of those. Um... I'm gonna say a lot of that. Let me rephrase that. Um, there was some, there was just like, you know, it's painful. They were like, girls, they said it's painful. They said it felt good, but it was painful. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, there's some girls who are like, I'm not afraid of you. I, I like that shit. That turns me on. The girl was like, you know, then a girl walked up to me and be like, I ain't afraid to fuck you. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I like that shit, like, um, prime example, um, another one of my favorites, see, now my mom is working now, um, Arena Sky. Um, I worked with her, like, like, last month, I believe, yeah. And, um, man, that's, that's, oh my God. <laughs> I needed a couple of minutes after that one. <laughs> I was like, shit. Oh, uh, yeah, she's all right, afraid of you, come on, what's up? And it's so it was for hospital and um so because they were shooting like multiple things that day. And I was, I was just like, How was it? He's like, oh, him, piece of cake. And then she had texted, she was like, Shit, I need a nap too. 
no, I like I like when girls are like I'm not scared of you. Like, come on, let's get this, let's get it in. You know what I mean? Like, some girls act timid, and you know, I understand because some girls even like, you know, my vagina is really small and it's really tight. I don't know if it's gonna fit. And I tell them all the time, like, you women, like ladies, you birth babies out of that thing. You know what I'm saying? And I tell them that no girl I've worked with has ever been damaged or hurt or not been able to work. It might be a little sore, but I tell the girls I feel my best to not to, um, hurt them. You know what I mean? Like, I try to be gentle. So they go to what I'm trying to give them what, say, uh, what they can handle, if that makes sense. Jovan Jordan, the gentle giant. <laughs> I try to be gentle, man, because, you know, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to be on nobody's business. And, you know, I'll, you know, all the females try to talk, you know what I'm saying? So when I work with these girls, man, it's not about me pounding them out or trying to um, show that I can fuck the shit out of a girl. That's not, that's not what I'm there for. I'm here to perform, you know what I'm saying? And to make sure the girl is comfortable and make sure that the director and the producers is happy with the footage they got because they got to sell that shit. You know, with all these motherfucking tube sites and, you know, people are bootlegging shit and have you not, whatever. So when it comes to my end, I want to give the best to everybody, you know, to the director, the producer, the cameraman, and the time make sure they're comfortable. I'm not there to, to, to show out or show that I can fuck the dog shit out of girl because I can. Any guy can do that and he put his mind to it and it really, and it really, you know, whatever. So but I'm here to perform and make the girl happy because if I, if I perform and I make a girl happy and I make her comfortable and make her feel safe while she's performing with me, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get you're gonna get the best out of her. And if I need the best out of her, she's going to tell her friend and her friend's going to tell her friend and her friend's going to tell her friend. And that's how you stay in a business. You know what I mean? I'm, well, I have nothing to prove that I can do my job, nothing more, nothing less. So I'm not trying to fuck the shit out of these girls. That's not what I'm there for. Trust me. Not at all. Unless they ask me to. Let's talk about the pop shots. As you've mentioned a couple times throughout the interview, uh, you usually leave a big load. It's an explosive uh -oh. Jovan Jordan load. Is this something natural? Is this something that you prepare for? Are you the type of person that eats certain things? Are you the type of person that abstains from doing stuff before you have a scene coming up so that you have a good pop? Or are you just naturally a, a, a popper? for lack of a better word, someone that uh, has consistent loads? All of the above. I know I'm doing the same. No sex. Nope. Um, I eat certain stuff. I take certain stuff. And it's natural. I'm just a handsome and that. The natural, the natural car. I think it's simple, man. Um, yeah. I'm having a say. I'm not going to say no fucking. So, you know, um, you know. <laughs> Do you watch your own scenes? Are you the type of person that uh, watches their own scenes? Are you the type of person that tries to avoid watching the scenes or the films that they've done? I watch them. I watch everything. I don't get the pictures. I don't get the fucking spells. I don't get when I first started. The New York part. I don't get the good bad ugly because I want to improve. You know, like I said, I was an athlete in college. I did um, I like Division II track. I did martial arts. So the athlete in me, uh, well, I like to go back and, and look at things and reflect on, on what I could have did to make the scene look better and what I could have did to improve as a performer. 
how to how I could have made it look, how my body could have looked, how I did this, how I could have opened up more, how I could have brought the best out of garden more and make a response to me even more. Absolutely. I'm always looking at pictures, I'm always looking at footage. Like I could I'm really hard on my, I'm really hard on myself because, you know, after a while we've been in the business, people expect a certain level of performance from you. And if you want to stay in this business, you have to give a high quality performance. You know, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and, and tell you and, and uh, tell the fans like I, I gave 100 percent every time. It's not that I didn't want to give 100 percent, but a lot of times, you know, I could have just done better. Could have done way better. And there's times I have things where it just flowed naturally. But the thing is, for myself, is you have to be consistent. You know, be consistently good. That's if you want to stay around. So for me, you know, um, I watch footage. You know, I look at myself all the time. Not all, 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 all the time, like, not like an everyday thing, but I go try to find things to look at and look at myself like, damn, I can't do it like this. And some things I'm like, oh, okay, I like that. That was good. You know what I'm saying? But I, I try to be very honest with myself. And, um, yeah, I do look at myself, absolutely. Because that's how you're not going to know what you're like or how can you improve. You know what I mean? You want to get, you got to have honest, honest feedback. Do you see yourself eventually moving behind the camera and uh, working uh, behind the scenes as a director, as someone producing content? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought about it. Um, when I first started my first man, um, I was on set for um, Johnny Darko, and I told Darko, I'm going to be a director. Um, this like my first year into it, I was like fucking so brand new. And uh, Darko said to me, um, he said to find stay behind, stay in front of the camera as long as you can. And uh, at, at the time, I mean, you know what he's saying right now? I see what he's saying because, you know, everybody, and I do mean everybody, there's, there's nothing personal. I'm about to take the wrong way to hear this. But everybody has a, um, a self life. You understand? And, you know, so for me, now I'm gonna say this stuff, you know, I try to sit back and watch, you know, the record producers, how they doing it, you know? Because like as a kid, you know, I used to, um, like there was all these cameras around the house, like, you know, like, you, you know, like the old, just the photo rights and shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the throwaway cameras, you know what I'm saying? I used to like go walk around and take pictures outside. I used to try to take quote unquote, Action shots with Polaroids and throwaway cameras and stuff. And I've always had a fascination with cameras and stuff. Um, if I get the opportunity to produce and direct, I think I would like doing that. I have no problem of being a director and producer, giving people a chance to perform and put money, put some money in people's pockets, and hopefully, if I get that chance, I can make some money by producing things and stuff. But right now. I'm just a, I'm just a talent that like one day I would like to do that, you know, as I've been taking this into something I really get the chance and somebody takes me serious. Because I know doing that is just more than just picking up a camera. You want anybody can pick up a camera shoot part. You can pick up a camera phone or you can pick up a, a camera or whatever, but it's a difference between quality and um I think Jules Jordan's slogan uh, slogan is this man substitute uh for quality and that's and he's and that's right. If he has some quality, then he's going to do something and do, the, do it to the best of your motherfucking abilities. So hopefully one day I really have to do that. Like, I want my, um, 
and a producer or director for porn, not at all. I think I would like that. And uh, something that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and listeners might be curious to know is how they can take Jovan Jordan home. Will there be a Jovan Jordan official dildo replica in the future? Uh, hopefully so. The fans have been tweeting about it. My winter are finally get a dildo. When we get a dildo, and they tweeted some companies, they tweeted about it, and, you know. If that happens, that happens, cool. I, I would love that. That's money in my pocket. <laughs> and you know, hopefully they get a you know, get a you know they get a dick mold and, you know, some toys or some toys out there, you know, so they can take me home and you know, the fans can have fun with it, you know. So if I put twenty three percent of self, trust me, I will I would definitely let that shit be known. Trust me, I'm not gonna be quiet about that, you know what I mean? But um no, nobody has not approached me about that yet, but um I, I was I always believe that Everything happens in due season. Everything is in due season. So, when it's my time, it's my time. Right now, I want to shift uh, the tone of the interview and talk about some of the serious issues in the industry. And uh, since we started off the interview talking about your past and family, Mm -hmm. I want to ask, does your family know about your career in the adult industry? And if so, how do they feel about it? Um, My mother and stepfather knows. And my father knows. My mom, um, she doesn't like it. But, however, she understands that she knows me. She knows me as a person. You understand what I'm saying? And with her knowing me as a person because I'm her son, she knows my She knows, like, you know, her son is just trying to do what he's trying to do to make it. You know, she, she understands that, you know, my son is trying to, He's just trying to find his way in this world and, and, and make life for himself. And she 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 respects it because, you know, I'm not living in her house. I got my own place. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to find this shit. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, a, it's just a, to take a step and ability to believe in yourself in something so strongly, despite what you're doing, and then try and keeping yourself out of trouble. And you're trying to do the right thing. She's trying to get your life in order. She has to respect that, you know, because, you know, she respects that her son is trying to be a man at the end of the day. Period. Now, as far as my father's son, um, I met my father once when I was 15. And then, um, you know, I started getting in touch over the year, like when I was out here, we would talk on the phone and text here and there. But then I had some things occur where I had to go stay with my father for a little while. Um, I don't have my own place yet. Not not at the time I have to have my father. And you know, so we kinda there's two grown men in the house and stuff. So I won't say I won't say necessarily class, but you know, um I have my point of view on life and he has his point of view on life. And, you know, he's just not particularly fond of me being an adult entertainment industry and he's expressed it on numerous occasions and we talk about it, we've been down into some audience about it. And he doesn't really say much to me anymore. And I always tell my father that um, that I'm always going to respect him as a man because he's my father. You know, he, you know, yeah, he's the reason why I live in the breathing just like my mother. But at the same time, I respect my decision as a man that I'm just trying to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Because I'm not on the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on the street selling drugs. I'm not. I'm not part of a gang. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. 
part of no criminal activities or anything like that. I'm just working. It's a job. I'm feeling pops like, you know, I, I told him, like, dude, this is a fucking job. You know what I'm saying? Like, a motherfucker got to pay taxes on the shit. <laughs> I hate the shit. I got to deal with shit. I have real life issues like everybody else do. It's just a job, man. You know what I mean? I tell him, I'm telling him I'm not going to do it forever. Like, I would like to go back to school and do other shit in my life, too. But I told him my first time being, it's a hustle, pop. Like, why are you checking? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, um, you know, one of my sisters on my father's side, and you know, they try to like you know, quote unquote preach to me. You know, and, you know, about the you know, the gospel. You know what I mean? And I don't know if they get touched when I was younger, but the difference is my mom don't beat me on the head with the word, with the Bible. Because I you know, I went to church. They don't, you know, they felt like, you know, you know, they felt like at times like, yo, my son, brother, whatever. It was like, um, you know, he's a heathen or I'm going to hell and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so, one day I told him, like, and I, you know, because I grew up in the church. You know what I'm saying? I went to church when I was younger. I told him that, I said, Christ didn't hang around church people if you read the Bible. I said, Christ was around the people that was like, <laughs> you know, people that was like criminals and prostitutes and people that was like considered the quote unquote outcast of society. And I told him, he would, I said, Christ, the first stone. And my father just looked at me. I'm like, man, I said, don't come to me with that because I know the Bible forms the backwards and I'm, and I'm rough. And I'm versed with the, uh, the, with the Torah and the Quran. I said, dude, I'm smart as they come. And I said, and I told them, I'm making choices that I feel is best for my life. You understand what I'm saying? And I told them, man, you wasn't there for me, dude. I had to go through a lot of shit. And I said, you wasn't there for me. And I said, had you been around and what you were supposed to do? Who knows? Things would have been differently. Who knows? Maybe I would have actually been a professional athlete or been whatever, but I told him I'm not going to hold your lack of not being there for the choices and the, and the situations I'm in now because, you know, I got to live with the decisions I made because, you know, in the beginning you make decisions and in the end decisions make you. So I'm going to live and die with the decisions I made and I'm, I'm comfortable with my own fucking skin, period. Shit. As a black male performer in the adult entertainment industry, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you? No comment. No comment. <sighs> Man, I'm, I'm, um, um, I'm not just saying no comment. I'm, I'm going to put it like this. For the most part, people have been generally typically cool towards me. You know, I mean, you know, nice to me. And once people get to know this, you know, I'm a pretty mellow, laid-back guy. I might talk a lot. <laughs> For the most part, I'm a laid-back guy. But I've gotten hate mail um, for fans. I posted recently one of the days on my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten hate mail and, you know, threats and shit like that, man. And for fans, whatever, the range fans, whatever. Um, most people have shown me respect. I haven't heard anything crazy because I think it's all in how you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I carry my I carry myself with respect. Like just because I'm fucking for a living and you know, quote unquote technically I'm pretty much a whore. And I make jokes about being a whore. Like because I'm not offended. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, but I carry myself with respect and some dignity. I keep my head up. At the beginning, in the middle, end of the day, and nobody, people don't really don't try me on that level. I think they can see in my eyes. 
and my demeanor, like, yo, we're not going to try this dude. This dude is serious about who he is as a person. And he's respectful to everybody, so why would we disrespect him? You know what I mean? And, but if people feel some type of way about me, I really don't give a fuck. Because I'm still here, so it is what it is. It's time for the great condom debate. What's your opinion on whether condoms should or should not be used in adult productions? <sighs> no, you didn't. Um, this is what I feel. I feel like porn started without condoms, correct? Mm-hmm. And porn is currently filled without condoms, correct? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not the ghost one with this shit. <clears throat> I just felt like it, it's not necessarily the shit that happens on set. It's the shit that happens off set. So I felt like if you are a performer and, you know, everybody has offset activities. I'm not going to get into that. That's not my place. All I'm saying is this. What you do all set is, is be safe because we're all in this together. And if people, you know, are, you know, going about proper protocol all set, you should have nothing to worry about on set. Period. And, and I mean, condoms, it feels weird. And it's hard to find condoms that fits my dick. <laughs> and natural sex feels good. That's why they film it, because not only feels good, as it feels good, but it looks good. You know, we're selling an illusion. And don't get me wrong, there's many people, some people who have, you know, come to uh-uh. You know what I mean? Uh -uh. But fortunately for me, I've had clean tests. All clean tests for two years. I've been here, and I thank God every day. Trust me. But I feel like, you know what I mean, there's really no need for condoms. I like having sex with my condoms. That shit feels so fucking good. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like people should just be safe off camera. Be safe off camera. You don't have to worry about shit on camera. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's all I'm going to say. Because I don't want to, you know, get to go in there because that. I don't want nobody tweeting me or um, emailing me, texting me, like, why the fuck you say some shit? I don't, because I don't really don't want to fucking hear it. I don't. So, just be safe off camera. That's it. <laughs> Are there any misconceptions or myths about porn performers you'd like to dispel? Yeah, they think we're rich. They don't. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. They think we're fucking all the time. No, let me tell you something right now. I'm single. I'm single now. I'm gonna single for the past. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like late February, February. What's like July? I don't be really fucking like that, man. I'll be in the house chilling. Or I'm in the gym, or I'm reading a book, or watching Netflix, and going to the movies. Like, I guess, you know, me being in the business for the last few years, when you fuck so much on camera, that's when you change. A lot of times when I'm off camera, the last thing on mind is sex. Don't get me wrong, I like to have sex. But I'm not just going to be some person that's just going to fuck any and everything just because it's readily available, or it's available to me, or I can go find it, I'm pressed to go get it. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people just had this misconception. And, you know, for the first, say, two years, on and off, I was in a serious relationship. You know what I mean? So, and even when I came home from a say, I, I would sit there and drink and chill. I mean, yeah, sex, of course, but I'm not single, man. I mean, shit, I've been chilling, man. I've just been kind of, you know, chill. Like, I don't even masturbate, man. I don't even do that. I, I just, like... Cause you never know you're gonna get a call for a scene to come in, you know what I mean? 
The last thing you want to do is fucking be sitting here wasting comment making your dick tired for no fucking apparent reason. And this is peace for me, so. But nah, man, I just have to chill. You know, so, you know, life situation comes along, you know. I'll be fucking again. <laughs> but I've been chilling, man, since I've been single, man. I don't be stressing sex, man. You know, if it comes my way in concert, it don't, it don't. I don't really don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, because that's not my focus, man. There's so much shit going on. I would be having going on. That's what you're laughing and worrying about. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But that's just my take on it, man. But now, a lot of people think we fucking all the time, but we party all the time. I don't party. I don't not like to party. Because if you look at this in here, I don't go to nobody's birthday parties. It's not. It's not. It's no offense to nobody. Because I, lo- I love everybody. I just don't like to party. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a club person. I go to clubs when I was in college. Yeah. But far as this, no. Why? Because I have a rule. You do not, um, you don't eat where you shit at. And it's like, I try to keep my personal life and work life separate as possible. I try to avoid conflict. I'm a person, I, I try to avoid conflict. I'm not saying there's going to be conflict, but it's like, you know, I'm not really a party person, I'm not really a club person. And I like to keep my personal life separate. I like to have me time. So when I'm not doing this shit, I'm being who I am, my, myself, who I was born as. You know what I'm saying? And I focus on trying to get other things done instead of worrying about poor, 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 poor. Don't get me wrong, that's what I worry about, but you, you gotta have like an on and off switch. You understand what I'm saying? You gotta, you have to have an on and off switch. You gotta have some type of balance in your life. And I think people think like, you know, cause people hit me up like, oh, I bet he's fucking all the time. Oh my God, I bet all the girls are falling all over here. That's not fucking true, please. I walk past the every day, nobody thinking about me, please. I mean, some people might recognize me here and there, but it's not a big deal, you know what I mean? Well, I bet he's fucking all the girls, or I bet he got all the girls. That's not fucking true. I mean, some girls like me, but I don't, whatever, I don't care. That's not my focus, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm focused on getting my shit together, man. I mean, people think he's just fucking all the time, or well, I'm partying, or doing drugs. I don't do drugs, you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sober. Fuck that shit. I don't fuck with drugs. That's not my. That's not my thing. So you know, I like to stay to myself and be in my own world. That's me. That's a vibe. Okay. I like to be by myself. I'm good by myself. Perfectly fine. Yeah, so you by myself. Let's talk about romance and the industry. Is it difficult to maintain a romantic relationship while working in the adult industry? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, like I said, I was in a relationship, and, um, you know, I tried, you know, um, you know, after the shoots, I would, um, you know, come home, and, you know, I, you know, you know, I, my, I asked my ex, like, yeah, what you want to do? Um, I would take it to a movie date or whatever, um, a dinner date, or, uh, or the food, or the movies. Flowers, candy, whatever she wanted. She wanted to go to make a massage, she got a massage. She wanted to go drink tea, then we got drink tea. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, <clears throat> um, you got two strong little people, because I'm a very strong little person. I want to sell stuff because I'm willing to compromise. But there's some things I'm not going to compromise on. And I'm not saying something wrong with her or nothing wrong with me, but it's just like, you know, when you're doing this shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, it can. It can have an effect, you know what I'm saying? Because you have some people be like, how can you 
their relationship when you're doing this, but everybody wants somebody by their side. Well, not everybody. I can't say for everybody. You know, for me, particularly, I don't, I always have somebody by my side. I'm not saying that I can't be alone with someone now, but it's like, it's good to have somebody that you can talk to, that you can relate to. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just felt like, whatever the person may be, the next person may be, while I was still in the industry, um, I just felt like it all, it's all about having a, understand, a, a total, a total, total, total understanding of what it is. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be an understanding. It has to be on one accord and one page. Okay, the relationship is not two people. You're supposed to be one person. You know what I'm saying? This is shit I learned from my mom. Like I said, my, my mom's been there for like 15 years, 15, 16 years, whatever. And, you know, I have to talk to my mom about you know about marriage and you know, she, she told me like, so you're in a different type of lifestyle. And a lot of people say, you know, you shouldn't have a girlfriend because you know you're doing porn and girls might not want to work with you because you have a girlfriend or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, work is work, home is home. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, the smart thing is to do is they certain things should be on me you no know, basis. And you know, when I was in a relationship, when I you know, got with that person, I was super excited. You know, I was talking about, oh no, she did this, 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 that, because I waited so long to be in a relationship. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Because when I because when I was in college and done with majoring and working, it was hard to do all that shit. I couldn't do that shit. I'm not gonna talk to girls. A lot of girls are like, oh, you're too busy, or, or, or the girl was too busy, so it's like, and it works so much, I finally had the opportunity to do so. I mean, it didn't work out. I mean, it is what it is. But at the time, I was extremely happy. It wasn't so I got on Twitter, and she was like, oh my gosh, you did this, this, this. I was genuinely happy because it was something fairly new to me. And, you know, and it's good to, to, you know, to feel, to give love to someone. You know what I mean? Because like, we're human. At the end of the day, I'm a human being. I'm not. I'm nobody special. I'm not important. I'm not carrying cats over here. I'm having sex for a living for a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm human. I'm just, you know what I mean? I just get my money a little bit quicker at times than the average person. So, you know, for me, I'm, I think love is important. And right now I'm single, but it's not like, I mean, it's okay. And when my time comes, then it comes. And, you know, you know there's, a, there's an understanding on both parties. And, you got the common goals and things like that, and everything matches up. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it don't. I'm not going to stress it. You know, I'm not going to sit around and beat myself up because sometimes you have to be alone to really know yourself. And I feel like if you don't know yourself, you're there so you know nobody else. And, you know, I'm taking the time just to really just get, get my stuff together, get my mind right. And so when the next person comes, like, hey, this is what it is. And you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you got to look at everything from a positive aspect of life. You know, you can't sit around being negative. And I think anything is possible if you want it. If you want it bad enough, you can have it. I, I, I wholeheartedly feel that in my heart. That is my personal belief and my personal opinion. In your opinion, is there any competition among uh, performers in the adult industry? I don't focus on nobody. I don't. If is, I'm not aware of it. Because I don't really associate myself with nobody. I don't. Ask around who I've been around, who I've been around. Nobody. That's who I hang out with. Nobody. And I, I do that for a reason because I don't want to get involved in nobody's politics. I'm quick to tell the person your politics are not my politics. Um, I don't get into that competition shit because I think it's I think it's stupid. 
and I'm not. This is not high school or middle school. You know what I'm saying? And about <clears throat> who's better, or who looks better, or whose dick's bigger. I don't care about neither one of those things. And I felt like, you know, I just think that shit is childish. Um, I don't get it for all that, man. I really don't. I don't hang out with nobody. It is not a fish to nobody. I'm not taking a shot at nobody. But I don't want to hang out with nobody. To avoid the whole... Who's better than who? I don't get into that shit, man. Because I really don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because if your name gets called, your name gets called. And I feel like if you're about your business, who gives a fuck about the next person's business? You should really should learn about your business. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and as far as about being somebody's favorite, I mean, come on, man. We're not, I don't need nobody's validation of being favorite or I mean, somebody's favorite of per, personal preference because this is not a dating service. I'm sorry. I don't care. I really don't, man. So, there's a competition. I don't know about it. Or who's better than who? I surely don't know about it. I don't want to be better than nobody. I want to be better than myself. <laughs> That's the only person I want to be better than is myself. Me, myself, and I. That's it. Let's move away from the serious questions and let's uh, chat a bit more about Jovan Jordan. Uh, in your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, yeah. You put me on the spot here. Um, well, that's, well, for what I have heard, I'm not going to say. For what I've heard, I just like my eyes. Females. And I'm not even just talking about females. In the, in the I'm talking about females in general. You understand what I'm saying? I just say I like my eyes, so they like my smile. So I just say that. I just say the female first. You really like your smile? You like your... Like your eyes. This is what females say. In general. Not just um, poor talent, but like women. So, that's what the ladies say. So, I'm going to go with that. On the flip side, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? My dick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I like everything on me. <laughs> I'm really comfortable with my skin. I, I, I know that sounds fucked up, but I just I like everything on me. I just feel like everything is in its proper place. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't like when my hair grows super thick. But at least my hair is still growing, so hey, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I like, I like everything on me. Man. I'm not gonna complain. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna have body parts. I'm not gonna use these motherfuckers. Shit. I'm getting old, man. I'm getting thirty this year. Fuck. <laughs> All right, Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa, that's so funny. <laughs> Next year, Jovan's going to be plucking uh, gray pubic hairs. You know what I... <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> You're old, I man. That. I know I'm old, motherfucker, but this dick still gets up, though. It still rises. The south shall rise again. <laughs> Oh, Jovan. Now, on the complete flip side, what part of the female body is the sexiest, and why? Her mind. 
because you can be as pretty as uh, as it sounds like pretty as your name, but whatever. You know, you can have the beautiful attributes on the outside, but man, if you are, if you have like an ugly attitude, a negative, a negative outlook on life, have negative energy and negative thoughts, it distorts the beauty on the outside of my eyes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's not attractive. That's not hot. Yeah, you, know, you, you, can, you can look like an average girl, but if you're intelligent, and, you know, you can fully articulate how you feel, and you just have this, this, this presence and this energy about you, it, it makes you seem so much more attractive to me. It makes me want to just, ah, this a nasty face to you because, you know, it's like, oh, she's a baker. And it's attractive because you feel like, I feel like I want to learn something. Because I, I, I feel like we are forever sleeping. And I feel like I want to learn something. I feel like I'm pretty famous, man. I'm just not like a person. I'm like, it's pretty okay. I'm just not that easily impressed. I mean, it looks cool, but the mindset and the attitude and energy, that's the most attractive thing on the female that female ever had. How often do you work out? And do you consistently have to watch what you eat in particular because, uh, you know, you have a shoot coming up? Yeah, I just started back uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, I've been, if I can't, if I get it, usually I work out once to twice a day. And I have to watch what I eat. I have to. I have to now more than ever, so I have to watch what I eat. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Jovan Jordan. Um, okay. Uh, I really become, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 23, I was 24, and I was 29. Does that count? Yes. And, um, Share your virginity again. story. Um, I was working on a job and, um, and this girl came in there. And people used to tease me about, you know, being a legend. They were like, you done all this crazy shit. And you're like, but what? Man, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I wasn't, I don't really stress life, man. I was really, uh, I didn't stress about that shit. And there's this girl over there. I remember her name. She was really tall. She was like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, she had green eyes, red hair. Um, and she was like, I should have asked some shit like that, and, um, you know. <laughs> she came to the office of times, and I know she picked me up, and, you know. We did it in the car, and I was like, a band that came on. After that, um, and it was, I saw a couple of times, I was like, I was like, whoosh. Um, she came to the college. I was going to play through the time. And then after that, it was kind of a bad experience with her. Like, not the same spots, but, like, I tried to, like, date her and shit, and that shit was, like, all that. And, um, after her, if you go to college, I didn't have sex for, like, two years. You know, nothing. When cold therapy, I was like, fuck that shit, man. Let me, let me chill. And, um, I didn't really get sex after I was, like, around 26. <clears throat> and then, you know, of course, I did the amateur porn shit, but, other than that, I didn't really fuck nobody, man. I just didn't. <laughs> then I came out here and, you know, 
my wife came out here, I wasn't fucking nobody. I was doing my favorite to go home. And then I had my, my ex-girlfriend on and off for two years. It's past two years, so. Other than that, man, nah, man, I'm not. I kind of quirky and I just, I just call it self-control. And I'm just not going to just give my shit to anybody. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck what motherfuckers share on camera. <laughs> I can give a fuck less. Personal is totally different. Because, you know, it's not a shit. So I don't want to just, you know, just give a fuck to anybody. I'm sorry. That's how what people say on camera. But that kind of quirky and it's quirky. There you go. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Straightforward, honest, um, loyal, um, intelligent, awful. As we start wrapping things up, I have this uh, list of uh, pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh, Martin, Fresh Prince, Sports Center, ESPN First Take, um... And Netflix. Everything on Netflix now. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Um, Tupac. Um, Jay-Z. Biggie. Nas. What are three of your most favorite films? Antoine Fisher. Um, Malcolm X. Um, Training Day. What are two foods you can't live without? Um... And chicken. I don't know that sounds so fucking cliche as a black person, but shit, fuck it. I feel like I'm thinking on top of my head, I'm sorry. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? As far as what? Just in general. I don't think I have a guilty pleasure, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I don't have anything else like to really do. I like to be in the gym, I don't know. It's so simple, man. I don't know how to get people out of your Not that I'm alone, so. Sorry. I like to check it out the time of that counts and everything, so. Jack has to be into pleasure, that's it, man. <laughs> Well, let's talk about Jovan Jordan and the future. You mentioned modeling earlier in the interview. Do you have any mainstream aspirations? Yeah, I would like to, um, I would like to write a screenplay 
my screenplay and write some about my, some of my experiences growing up. I like to talk about things that I've seen and also write different storylines about different experiences I've had the different stories like, you know, no, not on the scale of Tyler Perry, you know, I like to really like how long for that would be kind of cool where I can write about some different experiences of life and how I can teach some people stuff and learn some stuff about myself that I, I didn't know. I like to act. I did a um, short film last year for me a film academy called, um, last summer called uh, Mother Knows Best. Um, I like to do, I thought about doing some speaking too. The people, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, I was speaking. Yeah. You know, so I used to be involved in certain things. Like I told you when I grew up, well, um, if you were, you were a vice lord or a disciple, and I told people I wasn't, I wasn't a vice lord. I was a part of, a, was a part of a gang. I was part of a bunch of disciples. You know what I mean? And you know, for me, what made me, what what made me want to change this man, just saying, just the saying this shit, the, the effect. You don't have on your life, but the people around you's life. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people um, glorify games and say the time you gonna sit to make you tough. That's what don't make you tough. It don't make you stupid. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of people that know me now, <laughs> like, they be like, yeah, yeah, really chilling down. And, and again, I'm, I don't glorify gang shit, and I really don't talk about it. It's the first time I really publicly have talked about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't you know, glorify him quite a bit. I just I just don't glorify none of that shit. I don't. You know, but it's all respect and people where I'm from, people know about me. You know, my city and people respect me because I made changes. Especially with the farm set. You know, see, like, yo, he's so much, he's coming down so much. You know, I haven't been home in a couple of years though, but even before all that shit, I was coming down because I was in college. That's why I went to college, to, to make the change. Because I didn't want to get my mom and you know, um, my little girl's sisters are involved calling them bullshit and the shit I was doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't glorify that shit. The shit is on my arms. If I know the tattoos, maybe that's just all my tattoos here. It's part of a, the old me. You know what I'm saying? When I'm gonna take them off? No. I'm not going to. Um, you know, I made changes. You know what I'm saying? That's why I told you in the interview in the beginning, you make decisions and in the end, decisions make you. And also, I feel like too, man. When you involve, involve yourself in certain things, there's certain consequences that come with it. And um, I'm fortunate, I'm very fortunate to, to, to be alive. I'm very fortunate that, you know, and the, the man upstairs man, allowed me to be here. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he don't like what I do because he's important, but I'm just glad to be alive, man. And hopefully one day, man, I can sit people down and really break that shit down to people. And tell them, like, look, man, you got a choice. And it stretches your life and how to be better, and you know, how to be better than me. Because I, I get my emails, people tell me, like, y'all look like, you know, it's like you be better than me. Cause I ain't doing shit, I'm just going for it. Don't make me special. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? This people out here can't so I've been reading articles about how, you know, like, uh, these kids in Africa forgot a better internet version. Uh, how these kids over there are doing these wonderful things. That shit, that's, that's something to be glorified and paid attention to. I'm just going for it. And I'm grateful for every person that supported me over the past two years, and I'm grateful for every director, every company that's put a check in my pocket, and I, I truly appreciate it. And for those who continue to work with me and give me a chance, time after time, I, I appreciate it all. And, um, 
you know, I, I can, you know, do some extra stuff like speaking and write some movies and stuff. I'm really in a few movies myself. I mean, I would love to do that, you know, and show, and show people what I'm really from and show what I'm about. And to show people, hopefully teach people something like, yo, like, you know, show people the other side. Because I think a lot of people don't really know about Gary Leon. I think they just know what Michael Jackson but they really don't have a clue unless you're from the Midwest or you're involved in certain activities or you're from there. You understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Absolutely, man. And I'm glad that you shared with us your story. And then that's just nice, man. I can really go and be, but I, 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 I certainly said I can't say on camera. <laughs> I mean, can't say on radio. I don't, don't want to get it done. <laughs> I'm good. So, nah, man, but one day I'll break, I'll break it all down when it's, when it's a proper time and a proper, I'm not saying it's a proper format, but you know, you want to have lawyers and all types of good shit before you start speaking on shit. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> but one of these days I'll break, I'll break it all down, man, and tell people what it really is and what it's all about. What's next for Jovan Jordan? What can the listeners and your fans anticipate from you in the near future? Um, porn, 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 and more porn. But now, um, I wanted to get some fitness. So I'm going to try to really, really, really work on my body. Um, I've been inspired lately by looking at um, the fitness magazine. So if you have these guys that really building themselves up, and I, I, like, I would really like to be involved in fitness because it's a, it's a life-changing thing. And um, it helps build your confidence, and it's good for the body and the soul. It's not to be mentally fit, to be, uh, be but mentally, spiritually, emotionally fit. So I wouldn't really get involved with fitness. Like I think that would be a good thing for me to do. So that's something I look forward to. So it's going to be a process of working my body, getting my body how I want to. But I, I have a pleasure of going to the gym, and every time I go to the gym, just little bit, little by little, I'm building myself up, and it feels good to see results, even though they might small results. Some results are better than no results. So it's the process of just trying and building up the effort to, to do what we do. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social networking, social media, all of the goodies? You can find me on Twitter at Jovan Jordan. You can find me on Instagram at Jovan Jordan. Um, I'm on Facebook, but it's hard to find me on there. So if you find me on there, you'll probably see it's Jovan Jordan. I believe it's Jovan Jordan on Facebook. Um, I have my email. Just don't email me. I want pictures for people. Please stop emailing me dick pictures. Please <laughs> stop sending the catfish pictures. Please. I mean, it's my email. I mean, I respond. But please stop emailing me crazy shit, people. Please. I, I know who you are. <laughs> stop that shit. That shit is so fucking annoying. It's ridiculous. Oh my god. But um, if you have on Twitter, I'll talk to you. Facebook. I'm missing. I also have another Twitter too. Um, one Javon Jordan. I have two Twitters. So follow me on there. Hit me up. I'll speak to you. Don't send me no big pictures or nothing crazy. Don't send me no crazy stories, please. <laughs> Other than that, hit me up. I'll definitely respond to you. I love everybody. Well, Jovan, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in right now? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say. Thank you for everybody who has been tweeting the companies, the you know, talent, the directors, so, you know, to shoot Javon Jordan for requesting me. I truly appreciate that, man, because, you know, at the end of the day, you guys are paying for what you want. And I feel a privilege that you guys are paying to see me because without you guys and the companies, I wouldn't have what I have right now. I stopped probably still being Gary. 
doing God knows what, who knows what. You know what I mean? Working in a dead end job, but probably on the streets. That's just real shit. That's just the God honest truth. So, you know, for the fans to support me, they say, hey, we love you, man. For people to, you know, they say, hey, you should have your own dildo. To tell the girls, hey, this is a nice guy. We've been watching it for years. For the fans to say, hey, so far, you set your game up in your performance. I read all of that shit. I love that shit, man. I'm, I'm happy, man. It's, it, it, sometimes it makes me want to cry, man, because it's like, I know that sounds sensitive, man, but it's, it's just so good that people, you know, because you know, fans are people, too. So you get some type of support, man. Even though it's porn, it's, I mean, still some support to say, hey, man, we like this guy enough to pay for it. I'm talking about the fans that actually pay for the porn, not the fans that bootleg the porn, but the fans that pay for it. Say, hey, man, we want to see this guy, man. Get us through the test. It's like, damn, I appreciate that shit. They don't know me for motherfucking Adam. You know what I'm saying? So when people do that shit, man, I really touch my heart, man. I, I appreciate that shit, man. Thank y'all. I absolutely hope y'all keep doing that. Hope y'all can keep giving y'all what y'all want to see, man. I'm. I'm, I'm grateful for that shit. Well, I try. I want to be motherfucking Jordan. That's real shit. Well, Jovan, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I think a lot of people are going to be very, very surprised to hear some of these things I've said, but um, I mean, I hope I'm not judged in the wrong light, man. I just, I had a life before porn, man. And you know what I'm saying? I try to make the best decisions I can, and I hope people take the time to understand where I'm coming from as a person that, and people that knows me, and the people that, that's my story. I hope y'all don't, <laughs> y'all don't judge me, man. And just hear what I'm saying because, like I said, man, we all have to walk the past. Everybody's been through some shit that they didn't want to go through. And I'm certainly no different than the next person, man. I'm just trying to make it out of there. Definitely, man. Well, I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the candor. You gave some phenomenal answers, and I, I truly appreciate uh, you opening up and allowing the fans to get to know a whole lot more about you. And certainly, man, this is hopefully just the first of many interviews. Whenever you want to come back, you definitely have the invite. So whenever you want to come back, you can come back and uh, share with the listeners uh, what you've been up to. Oh, for sure, man. I might have to come to Miami, man. Come to Miami again. We're going to do live on air interview, man. That's for sure. Some real crazy shit. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Absolutely, man. And uh, listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. Podcast. And with that, Jovan Jordan and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, y'all. Y'all have a good night. One love, man. Let's go. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Julo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>